it's nearly Christmas. So in the style of A Christmas Carol, or if you're an 80s movie nerd like me, Back to the Future, I thought it would be fun to take you on a nostalgic trip down memory lane and share a few tales from my Christmas past, present and future in this week's episode of Architecture Business Club. The weekly podcast for solo and small firm architecture practice owners just like you who want to build a profitable future-proof architecture business that fits around their life. I'm the host, John Clayton. If you want to get notified when I release a new episode and get access to free resources and exclusive offers, then go to mrjohnclayton.co.uk forward slash ABC and sign up to my free weekly email newsletter. We're about to travel back in time to the crazy Christmas parties of the late 1990s. And then take a quick stop in 2023 to reflect on Christmas as a sole practitioner before finally travelling into the future, one year into the future to be precise. So pack the plutonium and buckle up tight because we're about to hit 88 miles per hour and go back to the architecture practices of the past, present and future. Welcome to this special festive episode of Architecture Business Club. What was the the Christmas period like um, when you worked in other practices? For me, it's quite a while since I worked in another practice. I've been a sole practitioner now for over 10 years. Um, So I've been thinking about this, about what it was like before and about the differences from the Christmas period, what that's like when you're working in an architectural practice as part of a team, when you have colleagues around you versus what things are like now. And I thought it'd be interesting to just take a, a bit of a nostalgic look back at um, the differences and how things have changed for me. And um, maybe some of this will will resonate with you or, or, or maybe make you smile. <laughs> so um, yeah, let's go back to the late 1990s and the early noughties. I go back to that period in time I was working in um, well, a couple of different practices, I guess, depending on which year we go back to. But some of the memories that I have of that festive period uh, in those offices, one of the things was the the rather pathetic Christmas decks around the office. Often it, it, would, it wasn't, well, how can we say, it was a bit lacklustre. I think the Christmas decks, the tinsel had been recycled many years over. There was always at least one member of the team, one member of staff there that was a bit more overly enthusiastic about Christmas and maybe had gone the extra mile and had tinsel hanging off their uh, the large monitor and uh, maybe had one of those little light-up USB Christmas trees. But generally, there was a little bit of an effort with the decorations, but it was a little bit naff. One of the other things which was nice was when we'd get gifts from suppliers, contractors, the companies that we worked with. I recall sometimes we'd get a contractor would turn up and they'd have some bottles of wine for the team. Maybe if you're lucky, you might get a bottle of whiskey, something like that. Talking of gifts, often we'd do a secret Santa in the office. And um, usually the budget in those days would have been a fiver. Not sure you can really get much for a fiver these days. I'm sure the secret Santa budget's gone up a bit since the days when we used to do it. And often those gifts would would be generally be a bit naff. Um, I think 
I recall one year I got one of my colleagues a Cliff Richard calendar, which maybe if she was, you know, in her 70s at the time, she might have appreciated. But um, so it's kind of just a bit of bit of office fun, really, I guess. There was also a lot of gossip that time of year. There was a lot of gossip about the Christmas party in the office. When was the Christmas party going to be? Where was it going to be held this year? Would it be the same venue that they had the previous year? Would it be somewhere better? Would the boss be trying to do it on a shoestring this time? So there was a lot of speculation about that. And also wondering about, well, specifically with when it would be held. Would it be held on what we used to call Black Eye Friday? I don't know if anyone else has heard that name, but that was the last kind of usually rowdy the last friday before christmas that kind of rowdy day when everyone would be out in the pubs and having too much to drink because they'd been out on the christmas do all afternoon and often it would result in trouble later on in the evenings for some people um i'm sure think times have moved on a little bit now with the christmas do um but that's certainly how it was back in the late 90s We'd also wonder, was the, was the boss going to put some money behind the bar this year? Was it going to be a free bar? Were we going to get some free drinks? Again, this is very typical 1990s office environment, at least my experience of it, that it was kind of work hard, party hard. So we'd be wondering about, are we going to get some free booze this year? There would always be at least one member of the team, one member of staff that would choose the day of the Christmas do to have a, a rant at the boss after ha- perhaps having one too many drinks, and then often regret that afterwards and be thinking, oh, crikey, what's the boss going to say to me in the new year when I get back to work? And then often at the end of the night, one or two of us would end up in um, one of the usual fast food establishments, having only had like the one meal during that day, maybe the Christmas lunch mid-afternoon and then not getting another meal and then finding ourselves in the golden arches at midnight um, after that Christmas lunch many hours earlier. And the other big part of it then was was the post-Christmas do hangover the next day because in those days it, it was essentially a big, a, it was a big social gathering, but it was a big drinking event. As I say, this is going back to the late 90s and early noughties when um I think that's what a lot of people used to do. I'm sure some people still do, but um, uh, certainly from my point of view, it, it's not like that these days. There's a few specific memories I have as well. Um, there was the year when the practice that I worked at, they went off piste, shall we say, with the choice of restaurant for the Christmas meal. Now, we usually went somewhere where there was always a traditional Christmas roast on the menu. You could get your roast turkey dinner if that's what you wanted, and then there'd be a few other things to choose from. But this particular year, the practice had recently done some work for a local pizzeria, and we ended up going there for our meal. And to everybody's shock, when we got there, the closest thing that they had on the menu, the closest thing to a traditional Christmas meal, was a Christmas-themed pizza. And yes, you've guessed it. It was basically a margarita with some thin sliced turkey stuck on the top. So, you know, maybe that would have been okay at the end of the night, the takeaway joint. But for our main Christmas meal, yeah, it was very controversial that year. There was another year that I recall. Again, this was in my early career when I wasn't particularly earning a lot of money. I was like a trainee architectural technician at the time. And this was the year that I got a cash Christmas bonus. 
And this was like uh, totally amazing for me. I was probably only earning around 50 or 60 pounds a week at the time. And when it came to Christmas, just before we went out for our Christmas meal, the boss came round with a little brown envelope and he gave me a little cash bonus. And I think it was probably about 50 quid. So it wasn't a lot of money, but for me at the time, it was like a week's wages. It meant so much to me and it meant that I felt like I was valued and I can still remember it now. And this is going back like over 20 years and I can still remember that particular Christmas. And I just think, I think that was probably the only year that that ever happened. And I think how how much goodwill that would create with the team and the staff if that happened a little bit more often, even if it was just a small amount of money, even just 50 quid now, enough for your staff member to go out and take the partner out for a nice meal, something like that. Remember, don't forget to subscribe to my free weekly email newsletter. You can do that at mrjohnclayton.co.uk forward slash ABC. And if you're enjoying this episode, then please visit podchaser.com, search for Architecture Business Club and leave a five-star review. Now back to the show. One of my earliest office Christmas memories though, um, and I'm actually a little bit embarrassed to share this, but we're, we're friends here on the podcast, so I'm going to share it with you. It was, I think it was probably the very first Christmas do that I had with work. Now, I started at this practice when I was 16, straight out of school. So I was really young. I was under the drinking age. So um, we went out on this Christmas meal and I think I drunk wine for the first time in the daytime, the daytime Christmas meal. And then we went on to drink several pints of beer afterwards. And I was trying to keep up with the, the older people in the team. And, I, and shamefully, I can say that on the way home, I was sat on the top deck of a double-decker bus. And I was sick on the bus. It's not my finest moment. I can still remember the look of horror on the face of um, a nearby passenger. There was a girl who was sat a few seats along from me. She saw what happened. She ran away from me down the aisle of that bus like her life depended on it. I've never seen somebody run so fast. And when I got home, I remember quickly saying hello to my mum and my dad and then I was like oh I'm just so tired it's been a busy day I'm going to go straight to bed but really it was because I was pretty plastered and I didn't want them to know that I'd been out drinking because they really I would have been in the doghouse so that's some of the fun memories I guess looking back at it that that particular one wasn't so fun at the time but but that's kind of my memories of those um wilder days of the Christmas parties from the sort of late 90s and early 2000s. Actually, there is one other memory that I should share. I did used to work in an office, that a bil- office building that was shared with a local planning authority. The planners, you know, the quiet ones, you've got to watch out for them. They used to have some absolutely wild Christmas parties. I went to one or two of their Christmas parties around the, the turn of the millennium. Those guys are absolutely nuts. So, What's happening now? Let's let's bring ourselves back to 2023. I would ask, how, how are you celebrating Christmas this year? Because the lead up to Christmas, it, it can feel lonely, particularly if you're a sole practitioner. And it's something that, it's one of those things until you make that leap and you actually become a sole practitioner, you start working on your own, you don't realise um, how much some of those social gatherings mean to you. 
over the course of the year and in particular for me the the Christmas party was something that I really used to enjoy and I didn't realize how much I would miss it until I didn't have it so what can you do if you want to kind of celebrate the festive season as a sole practitioner a couple of things I usually try and do I I usually try and arrange to go out for a, a nice Christmas lunch with my my wife We usually go somewhere nice that we wouldn't normally go with our kids and I try and arrange this and book this in and it's just a little bit of an extra treat for us. We don't go out and eat out that often these days so it's really nice. Put it through the business, we go out for a nice meal, that's that's one thing that you can do. The other thing that I try and do and and I encourage you to do also is I always try and book a Christmas catch-up with at least one architecture business buddy. So I have some friends in the industry that are also in the same position as me, running their own uh, small architecture practice or working as sole practitioners. We'll try and meet out pre-Christmas. We'll try and go out for maybe a meal or or a drink or two and just have a catch-up and talk shop for a few hours and, and have a few drinks. Occasionally, I've been invited to join other practices for their office Christmas meal, which is always greatly appreciated. Hint, hint for next year, everybody. Likewise, if you have a a close working relationship, maybe you're doing some contract work or or you work closely with another practice, then maybe you can tag along or maybe even ask them, say, look, I'm happy to pay for my own meal, but it would be great to just join you guys rather than sitting on my own in my home office. The other thing that I'm doing is I'm taking two weeks off. I didn't always do this, but the last year or two, it has been really important to take some time off with family. I usually spend the Christmas period at home generally now with, with my family. And this year I have my, my parents coming to visit from Lancashire. So that's going to be nice to catch up with them. And it it's a good time to reflect on what's gone well this year and what could go better this, uh, well, what could go better in the coming year. So what are you hoping for for the future? So let's fast forward to 2024. Let's go one year ahead in the future. How would you like life to be next year? Well, for me, one of the things that I'd love to be able to do is to take my family away on a winter break next year. And in order to do that, I need to have a prosperous 2024 so that I can make that happen. I want to have 50 plus episodes of the podcast um, recorded and released by this time next year. We're aiming for at least one episode a week consistently. I'm determined that I'm not going to fall off the wagon. I'm enjoying doing this. I hope you guys are enjoying listening to it too. So I want to make sure that there's plenty of content for you over the coming year. And I want more people to discover the show so that I can help more sole practitioners and small practice owners enjoy what they do more and feel like they're supported and that you're not alone on this journey, whatever stage that you're at in the growth of your practice. I think as well on that, that I'd like next year to find, uh, well, to get more feedback from you as the listeners to find out if there's other ways that I can help you. Ideally, it would be great to be able to build build a community, really, um, of like-minded architecture professionals that are looking for maybe a little bit more support and cheerleading in what they do. That will be a really great thing to come off the back of this show. So I I hope that's something that we can try and craft together next year. So with that in mind, next week, I'm going to be focusing on 2024 
and I'm just going to share a few thoughts on how you can set up your year for success and also tease what's coming up on upcoming episodes of the show in 2024. So until then, have an amazing Christmas and I'll catch up with you soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Architecture Business Club. If you liked this episode, think other people might enjoy it, or just want to show your support, then please visit podchaser.com, search for Architecture Business Club, and leave a glowing five-star review. It would mean so much to me and makes it easier for new listeners to discover the show. If you just want to connect with me, you can do that on most social media platforms. Just search for at Mr. John Clayton. The best place to connect with me online, though, is on LinkedIn. You can find a link to my profile in the show notes. Remember, running your architecture business doesn't have to be hard, and you don't need to do it alone. This is Architecture Business Club.